we are in Sefer Malachim, Aleph, Perek Beis, Pasuk Yud Gimel, Vayovo Adoniyahu. So just to recap, we saw at the beginning of Perek Beis, David gives his last will and testament to his son Shlomo. There are mentions of settling certain scores with Yoav, with Shimi ben Gera, um, fulfilling a commitment to Barzilai Hagiladi, and the nation is at peace. The Mamlacha is at rest. Everyone is very happy with Shlomo. And now an old foe reappears in a very strange place. You will recall we met Adoniyahu in Perek Aleph. Adoniyahu was the fourth son of King David. Amnon is dead. Kaliyah is learning Torah and has no interest in the Malchus. And Absalom, the third son, is dead. That leaves Adoniyahu in his own mind as the next successor to Melech David. Problem is, Shlomo's been designated. What Adoniyahu does is, and the Mephoshim make it clear, not a rebellion, not a direct usurpation of the throne, but placing himself in line to leapfrog, as it were, over Shlomo, who's only 12 years old. David is bedridden and seems totally disinterested. What this does is galvanize uh, Nasan Hanavi and Bathsheba. They energize King David, who now does everything, including name Shlomo as his successor. Adonio's um, mini-rebellion is over, and he begs Shlomo, he goes to the... Um, Mizbeach hangs on to the horns of the altar, which we will discuss again later because Yoav will take a similar remedy. And he asks uh, Shlomo to spare his life. Shlomo says, all right, he takes him down from the Karnayim Mizbeach and says, look, if you are a loyal, devoted subject, you will be fine. If not, you will be killed. Go now to your house. Stay in your house, you're on probation, as it were. Now, Adoniyahu comes, Pasuk Yud Gimel, Vayavo Adoniyahu ben Chagit, El Basheva Ein Shlomo, Batomer HaSholom Boecho, Vayomer Shalom. Adoniyahu, and it stresses, he's the son of Chagit, and Shlomo is the son of Batsheva, that they are not direct brothers. And he says, Batsheva's astounded to see him. You coming in peace? What is this about? Absolutely, I'm here in peace. I have a request to make of you. She says, speak. You know that I had the Malchus myself, and B'nai Yisrael were all with great unanimity uh, in my being the next king. However, Batiso Hamlucha, 
the mal- I gave up the Malchus Vatahila Achi, I gave it to my brother, Shlomo, your son, Himi Hashem Hasolo. I could see it was the will of the Kaddish Baruch This is patently absurd. He was never king. The people never wanted him as king. He was out two minutes after David, in effect, announced it was Shlomo. And so that it, this is total fiction. Um, and he's making him look like a tzaddik. I was king, but I saw it was the Ritzon of the Kaddish Baruch Hu. I yielded to my brother Shlomo. I have a request, one request to Batsheva. Do not reject my request. Batomere loved our bear. And she says, fine, speak. I wish you would convey to Shlomo HaMelech because he will not refuse you anything. He wants Shlomo to give him Avishad. That was the woman we saw in Perak Aleph and David had Cold and his body had no warmth. They brought him this woman, a Basula, Abisha Kashunanis, whose job was only to warm him up. The Mephorshim are unanimous in stating she was not a wife. There was no carnal knowledge, there was no relationship. It was almost pure refuah. Her job was to warm him. I would like Abisha Kashunamis as my wife. She was never the wife of King David. Uh, therefore, uh, I would be permitted. I'm not taking the king's wife. Vatome Basheva tov onochi adaber olecha el I will relay this request to the king. What is Basheva thinking? This request is just the first step in really an outward rebellion, as we're going to see against Shlomo's reign. He is taking, even though it's not the wife of the king technically, or even a Pelegish of the king, it is what the Radak says, uh, the scepter of the king, which a hedgeot, a normal person, a regular commoner, cannot take. He has no right to do it. And Basheva doesn't see through it for some reason, or before she say, Basheva thinks that this will neutralize Adonio, granting him the request. It will bring him closer to Shlomo, her son, and it will make Shlomo's reign that much easier with Adonio as a friend and as a brother rather than as an enemy. Now she comes to speak to Adonio. She comes to see Shlomo. We know a king of Israel does not have to gal before anybody. He gets up, which teaches us that even the king of Israel has the responsibility of Kivodov Ma'ain. And he bows to her, and he takes a chair, brings it up to his right, and he puts the chair there, and of course it says, why don't Bayovi Kisei, why does it go into Vayeshev al It Some of the say, and this is a stretch, that it was the Kisei of Rus, 
his aunt, his great-great-grandmother, and that she might have still been alive. The Radak says it's quite a stretch, but in any event, it was a special chair. He brings it up to sit to his right. Katano. She adds that word katano. I have a small request on Ochi Shoelet Mihitov. I'll tell you Don't reject what I'm going to ask you. Vayomer la hamelach shaliimi. Go. My mother asked me what you wish. Kiloa shives ponecha. I will not reject it. Vatomer yutan es abishak hashunamis la donio achecha leisha. Give Abishag the Shunamis to Adonio, your brother, as a wife. Vayan HaMelech Shlomo. Shlomo sees through this. It is so transparent. Vayan HaMelech Shlomo. Vayomer Le'imo. Loma at Shoelis is Abishag HaShunamis. Why restrict your request to Abishag HaShunamis? Or why restrict his request? La Adonio. Vishali lo asamlucha. Let him ask for the whole kingdom. He's my bigger brother. And Ebyasar HaKohen, Yoav Ben Shruya, who Shlomo clearly sees their hand in this request and who are the lead names in his Adonio's um, mini-rebellion, because both Yoav, as we've said, and Ebyatov the Kohen see no future for them in a regime headed by Shlomo, but there's a chance for a restoration of their prior glory if it is Adonio. Let me just read the Radak. Bishali Lois Hamaka, why not ask for the kingdom? Behaving Shlomo, he understood right away because he He is rebelling. If he wasn't a king, he could not have Abishag. Vim Yitnu Lois Abishag, however, he can get Abishag. This would strengthen him because people may not even be aware that she was not the wife. They certainly may think she's the Pelegish, and therefore he has her now. Hedjo can never have her. He must be the Melech. This is, in effect, his marvelous. The haven in Shlomo and the saints, Kiev Yosef, Yoav, Sheikh Ziku, Yodov, who are his advisors, are behind this. And so he says, uh, etc. The king says, no. etc. At that moment, Shlomo takes a shvuah. will forfeit his life because of this request. Put me on the throne for David, my father, and promised me a realm and a dynasty. Adonio will die this day. He sends Ben Ben Yehodoyo, who was the head of the Sanhedrin, by Yifkabo and he strikes Adonio. Adonio dies, 
And here is a very good question. He is a Kohen, Ben Yehudoyo. How can he kill so he can't come in contact with a mace, with a, with a dead body? And the Mephorshim explained it might be that it's a command of the Melech. It might be that he did not actually do it, but told someone else under his command to do it, that he didn't do the final thrust, he just wounded him, that he does it. The most logical thing is it's a command of the king. Now, Ulaev Yasar HaKohen, now we turn our attention to Ev Yasar. Ev Yasar was the Kohen Gadol. He was the last surviving Kohen of the massacre of Nov. He was the son of the previous Kohen, Elimelech. He was a loyalist of David. He took David's Aaron, uh, carried the Ark, carried the Urim Batumim. He followed David through the Plishkin, through Absalom. He was a loyal, very um, determined and brilliant advisor to him. However, for some reason, oh, David had stripped him of his Kohen Gadol, and he sided with Adonijah. So, Leviosar HaKohen Omar HaMelech, Anassos Leich, go to the city of Anassos, where presumably Yosso lives, Al Sadecha, Go to your field, because you are a man who consigned in reality to death. But I will not put you to death. Why? You carried the ark with David and when my father suffered, you suffered. Go back to Anasos, live there as a country squire. You will not be disturbed. We owe you a debt, but no, you cannot be excused for this siding with um, Adonijah. Now the news comes to Yoav. Yoav is if not anything, a very astute reader of which way the wind blows. And Yoav saw because he had followed and it makes it clear that he was not a follower of Avshalom. He would have been better off following Avshalom because no one was killed, everyone got a pardon. Here he will not. Once again, as we saw Adonijah, he goes and grabs the horns of the altar. We have the Pasuk and Shmos, if someone plans a premeditated murder or kills someone deliberately, take him from my altar and put him to death, which by inference, if he does not kill somebody purposely, it was an accident, totally non-premeditated, Holding on to those horns will save his life. You cannot kill him while he's there. By you, God, Lamela Shlomo, Kinosio of El Ohel Hashem, Vineet Silham Isbea, by Yishlach Shlomo's Benayu Ben Yoja, Lemor Lech Pagabo. He's holding on to the horns. Shlomo sends again Benayahu Ben Yehoja and says, Kill him. Ayovo Benayahu El Ohel Hashem, he comes to the Ohel, 
uh, the, where the uh, ark was. By Yomari love Kolomar Hamelech, say, get off the altar. By Yomar Loki Po Omus, here I will die. By Yashur Benayahuis Hamelech, Dovale Mor, Koji Ber Yoav, Becholanani. This was my conversation with Yoav. Yoav is refusing to come down to the altar. The truth is, Yoav is, can be guilty of a myriad of sins. Uh, Yoav did do premeditated murder. He did it with guile and deceit. Uh, at the same time, what he's saying is two things. He is saying, very wisely, if you're killed by Bezdin, a death sentence of Bezdin, as he would be normally, you go into sort of a potter's field cemetery that belongs to Bezdin. All your assets are forfeited. If you're killed here uh, in the Mishkan, you do not forfeit. You're buried in your ancestral plot. All your estate goes, descends wait, wait, to your... Can, can I, uh, just on that point, isn't, isn't uh, Slavcha the Mekoshish eats him? He gets killed and then the Benoist Slavcha gets the inheritance? Yeah. So I'm saying you said that well, assets get forfeited. I mean, it's a little off topic, but... Oh, if it's Slavchad was killed... Yeah, they have the inheritance. The Ishaviyahu was killed by Bezdin. We could take it out. That's an excellent question. In other words, Slavchad, they come and they fight over his inheritance and they get it. Homework. Let's do that. All right. By Yomer Halohamel... And also, the second thing is, Yoav is clinging to life. He may just be stalling. Send him back. He knows he's got a dialogue, etc. with him. Stall this out. Do what I say. Bury him. Kill him and bury him. And this will clear the dumbing that he did because B'nai Israel, with his killing, uh, of those two people, of um, Avner and of um, Avner and um, the other person he killed. Oh, Amasa. They killed Amasa. Now people were saying, this is really David's doing. Yoab wouldn't kill him without David. So this removes that suspicion. He will get the blood on his head because he's killing two people who are more righteous and good than he was. He, he killed them with his sword. My father never knew it. He killed the two generals. So now they will be freed by Yal ben Ayov ben Yehudayo. By Yifgarbo, by Yimoseu, he kills him. By Yikaber, by Beso, by Midbar. So, um, what happens here is that he is buried in his field in the desert, which is a strange expression. He didn't live in the desert. There is a several midrashim which I'm not going to read. I'm just going to say them out. One is in Marcos. 
that Yoav made several mistakes. Why was he taken from the altar? If you're not supposed to take the person clinging, is that you're supposed to cling to the roof of the altar, not the horns itself, and he did the horns. Two, it had to be in the base mikdash, and this is givon, which would not count. Three, he did kill people purposely. Four, it applies only to the kohanim. That doesn't apply to a regular person, thus says Marcos. Sanhedrin gives you a final word of Yoa, that they say the midbar, that his house was like a midbar, in other words, clean and pure. He gave stucca, he had people. Yoa was a righteous man. He was also head of the Sanhedrin. He was a brilliant man. He had just made certain errors that got Melech David very uh, upset with him, and the two killings were just impermissible. So now, becomes the general. Um, and now, uh, he has gotten rid of the two enemies. He still has Shimi ben Gera. And we will pick that up in Yitz Hashem tomorrow. What happens, a very interesting punishment for Shimi ben Gera, 8.45 a.m. Ad Khan.